as we approach Yom Kippur, Rabbi Leino so I'd like to speak, I'd like to discuss about something relating to Yom Kippur, which also has ramifications for the, the area of medicine in general, and in particular certain medical debates that we hear about uh, lately. And it's also actually related in certain respects to Hilchas Nidda, which is being learned here as well. As we know, as we all know, when it comes to eating on Yom Kippur and in continuation to Rabbi Shir two days ago, we went into many of the practical details, eating and shiurim. So we know there's a discussion in, from the Gemara and onwards about the role of doctors and their directives, their instructions, their prescriptions. And the question is, the question we're going to discuss is what actually is the maskana lahalacha when it comes to Yom Kippur? And generally in halacha, and generally in medicine, and is there a difference between different situations? So let's take a quick look at Simon Tafesh Yudchas in the Alter Rebbe. So in Sif Gimel, the Alter Rebbe says, if one doctor says that a person should eat, another doctor says he should not. So if the, the, then the person himself has no say, has nothing to add to the conversation. So we say that he should eat because Safek Nefashis Lahakal, right? So it sounds like when you have a 50 50 uh, dilemma, so, lahakal, we make on the expensive Yom Kippur in order to be more stringent, as we say in Koach Nefesh. Dalit, again, if the, the patient himself has nothing to say, and here it's one doctor saying to eat versus two doctors who say not to eat, then he doesn't eat. We follow the majority, two against one. Right now, it's not 50-50 anymore. What if the one who says to eat is Muflut B'Chachma, he's a medical giant, versus the other two? So then, once again, we are, we do take, uh, we are, uh, we uh, take his words into account and we let the patient eat. It's a suffix, a kind of suffice. So it sounds like we turn it back, we consider it to be a 50-50 proposition. So sounds like that's, that's the rule, 50-50. So now comes Sivay with the Chiddush, that if it's two doctors who say to eat versus a hundred doctors who say not to eat, and even in this case, even if the patient is also saying he doesn't have to eat, we still make him eat. Uh, and even if the ones who say no are greater experts and more advanced than the two who say to eat, when it comes to Suffolk Nefashas, we actually do not follow the majority of Chachma or the majority of doctors. Lahachmer, as long as we have two who are adequate medical practitioners, uh, we consider them to be Chachamim Uflagim, and the uh, al other places can compare it to Eidos, where you have two Eidim against a hundred, that it doesn't matter how many you have once you hit the number two. So the same principle applies to doctors on your kippah. Then Sivav says, and by the way, the identity of the doctor, the gender or the uh, or their uh, nationality doesn't matter if it's an Isha or a Nachri. Same, no effect on the count. It uh, uh, doesn't matter what kind of doctor they are. And uh, they can go up against toe-to-toe with the Reifei HaKoshesh of Yisrael. So when you read this halacha, it sounds pretty much, if you had to just summarize, it sounds like we're pretty much pretty reliant on whatever doctors say. Only problem is sometimes you're stuck in between. You don't know, one doctor says this, one doctor says that, two doctors, etc. So that's why halacha comes up with certain rules, certain principles of how to actually make a decision. So now the question would be, what about other halacha cases? What about general medical questions? However, before we even get to that, you could open uh, a beer, open a Mishnah Brura, 
to see where halacha sort of progressed, uh, how it moved on after the Al-Tarebbe. So you open the Mishnah Brura and the Bir Halacha, and the Bir Halacha writes, well, it says in Shulchan Aruch, even a guy, so you look and say for Teferis Yisrael, and by this Yitaka means the regular uh, Teferis Yisrael on Mishnayis, Yisrael Lipschitz of Germany, and if you look at Yilma Parikhas Mishnah, hey, Teferis Yisrael writes, the Ha'idna, even though he also writes, I feel good and yeah, it's the Ha'idna Yeshlis Yashav Badaver. You know, now, nowadays, we actually have to rethink this a bit. I myself have seen that, uh, you know, the usually usually they don't want to lose their uh, reputation as honest uh, medical practitioners, but I have seen that they don't give honest answers. For every mild illness, they always say, oh, if he's going to fast, it's going to be uh, dangerous, it's going to be harmful. So first Israel lost his faith in the, the doctors that he was asking. And if you look in the end of the paddock, Hilchsa Gewirta, where the first Israel summarizes the halachas, so and there he just writes a guy without any comment, but his son, who I believe brought the Sefer to print, adds in Hagah, that if you look in what my father wrote, Rabbeinu Hagah, the wrote in Teferas, Yashav, etc., and he adds, Vani Bnoi Betalmidoi, I'm going to add that today we see that even the Rafa Yisrael, that the majority of them are Kaifrim Batayda Hakdaisha. So it actually looks like they're just deliberately out of spite. Bizdoin Libam Lahadiach. Looks like they're, uh, the Pashat are you know, out, uh, are out to, to get us and when it comes to eating Yisurim generally and Bimeitainus. Even worse. Than Goyesha doctors. That's what the, the first Israel son writes about his impression of the doctors of his time. Also, I believe in Germany, yeah? Okay. Well, that, I was going to mention it at some point. We know generally that all, do, all actual professional doctors all went for higher education somewhere regardless. Even if they ended up back in Russia, they probably would have also uh, fit in this category, certainly by the time the Mishnah Brewer was uh, writing the Mishnah Brewer. Bishabra then, the Bir quotes another source, Shutramatz. What's Shutramatz? So apparently it's uh, a rov by the name of Meir Tzvi Wittmeyer. He lived in Galicia in the, uh, the 1800s. In Yeshurun, volume 23, there's actually a whole article about his life story. And apparently he was considered one of the Choshev Meshivim in his door, the Chassam Seifer, and Shlem Kluger. You see Mamish are writing him with tremendous respect. Um, but uh, they mentioned already that this is an example of someone whose name totally uh, vanished uh, after he was off the scene. So in Shutramat, Chedekar Chaim Simon 39, when he was asked in the year Tizrach, Tofresh Tezvov, the 1850s, about cholera, and these questions kept on coming up. There's a cholera outbreak. What's the story with fasting? And they actually write in his biography that he ultimately himself uh, was a casualty of cholera and. 20 years, 18 years later. So in that shuvan, Ois Yud, although I looked it up, it's an Ois Yud Aleph. So you're right, I just want to speak for a moment about the question of doctors, asking doctors on, uh, about uh, fasting on Yom Kippur. It's unclear if we should actually rely on them. Even though the Marik wrote in Shadish Kufnun Tas that even non-Jewish doctors are reliable, so let's take a look and see what is Taka Marik from Italy from the 1500s. What does he write uh, about this topic? So the Shaila there was that a woman was told by doctors, they claimed that she cannot wash her head with water. It's bad for her. And of course, Khafifa, you need water. 
the shaila was, can they use wine instead? What effect does wine have on the hair? Does it, uh, does it separate the hair, which is what we're looking for, or does it uh, do the opposite? So, among other things, the Marduk says, she should ask the same doctors who said not to wash her head with water, ask them, Nu, what do you think about wine? Would it uh, be like water? Would it not? What effect would it have? And he adds, we find everywhere that Chachamim rely on the Reifim. What's the example? What's the source he brings? From Nida, Gemara Nida, Amar Blazabr Tzadik. There were two Shnei uh, Dvarim that he's discussing. One is a Maisa Beisha Achas that kept on uh, expelling these Klipes Adumais. Uh, they asked my father. My father asked Chachamim. Chachamim asked the doctors. And they said, there's a Maka. And there was another woman who was uh, expelling Cyrus Adumas. And again, they asked my father, Chachamim, doctors. And they said, again, there's something, there's some internal uh, reason in her in her stomach for this. So that's the Gemara. So what the Maidik takes away from this Gemara is, it seems like they relied on doctors, even where there's a Kshash Kharis, Hilchas Nida. We'll see later that people have understood the exact opposite from the Gemara. But that's what the Maidik says. Emmerich says, Ma, you could argue that maybe there it's different because it also, the doctors were confirming what had already seemed obvious, because that's not usually how a woman experiences Damnida. But uh, you could say uh, the opposite. You have the evidence is lying right before them. There are Cyrus with Klippas Adumis, literally right here. It's a Suffolk Kardis, and yet we're relying on the doctors. So Kol Shikain over here. And anyway, uh, it makes sense to say that you shouldn't distinguish between water and wine. And then he adds, we find Chayla and Yom Kippur. We listen to the doctor. Even if the, doc- even the Chayla says, I don't need. Uh, and if not for the doctor, it would be Aser. That we rely on Reifim, Dayim, La'achila. So that's the Marek. So the Ramatz is quoting the Marek. And he says, even though the Marek wrote what he wrote, but what's the reason? Why do we trust, especially not Jewish doctors? This idea of loy meira umenuse. He's not doesn't want to hurt his reputation. Because uh, otherwise, why would we uh, care at all about what they have to say? Why would it have halachic significance? So ebazai, what does it mean? The loy meira umenuse. That means he has to be faced with the potential threat of getting a hit to his reputation. So that must be only in cases where sheyuchal his butter hapakdvara that there's potential for him to be made to look like a fool. But, uh, the doctor knows we're not going to go and do an experiment. We're not going to do a study now. And uh, the doctor's going to say, uh, this guy needs to eat, and we're going to make him fast just to find out whether he really dies. Obviously, we're not going to try that. So he knows, he's gonna, you know, he knows we're going to listen to him. And uh, it's enough for him to say, uh, and even if, even if we did the study and he didn't eat and he still lived, it's still, it says, it's still not going to be caught in a lie. So uh, the only way to disprove the doctor would only be if other experts came along later and disproved, they came and they, they said, oh, this guy, what's he talking about? You know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But what if we don't, uh, we don't expect to have bigger doctors coming and uh, saying the opposite? So, we see the they're all being makele. Again, all the doctors are all saying, yeah, eat, eat. And then it's Mitzayin, to the Yosef, and Yeridea, it says the Kuf Pei it's a mistake, Simon Kuf Pei Zayin. 
If you look there, so the din and Kuf Zayin is about Rosa Machmas Tashmish. And now the question is, does she have the chance to be Nisrapa afterwards to say, you know what, it was a problem, but now we've, we fixed it. So the Sefer, the Beis is the Sefer, the says that Rafuas only work before the Chazaka. Once it's a Chazaka, it's not a Chiyun if she can rely on Rafu. Even a Refi Mumcha. That's what's quoted in the Smag. And in the Smag, even a Yehudi Refi Mumcha, if you can rely on him or not. So that's a much more stringent view. And then Agoyes Marani is quote the Smag, and then they say, B'Shem the Ritzvah, that if the Refi says that she was healed, if he's, if, if he's a Yisrael, we can rely on what he says. Um, but... The lay made an afshay, seemingly a big mumcha. He doesn't do this. That's the principle. He doesn't want to hurt himself. The karinim buhu asher pm dibershav. Lies, all lies. That's what the, the ritva says. He's the more lenient uh, position in that uh, stance in that uh, debate. Then it adds, if Taka seems like Pasak Dambasta, and the Re'iyah through the Refuas, it seems like the Refuas are having an effect. You could see sort of the cause and effect. Then maybe you could rely even on a guy, the Dorbis Ayesh Refuah. Okay. Well, then we'll get back to this later. The Mishnah Bur- still in the Mishnah Bur- quoting, so we quoted the, quoted the first Yisrael, we quoted the Ramatz, the Ramatz quoted the Marik and the Yosef. Now we're back in the Mishnah Bur- This is also in Shutru Achayim, Reb Chaim Palachi, uh, has a similar shayl and shuvah, I'm not going to repeat it, but he quotes that even the Rafi Yisrael, many are uh, suspect when it comes to Divritayra, Chil Shabbos, not even fasting, so Tzarechi and Raf, we can rely on them, and the, Mish- the, the Mishnah Brut, the Bialoha, concludes, and it really depends on the Rav's judgment, and says, that's the Mata Ephraim, Taka says, Mata Ephraim, and Simonim says that it depends on the on the Ene Hamoira and his uh, Assessment. By the way, as a sidebar, I haven't uh, researched this, but it seems a little interesting how the Mishnah Bruder is suddenly, quote unquote, varfing zich over here with very interesting Marmakoimis. Ramat, Ruachayim, doesn't necessarily seem par for the course. So, what it seems, based on my impression at the moment, is that it looks like he copied all the Marmakoimis from the Stei Chemed, Marachas Yemakipurim. Stei Chemed, of course, had these very lengthy. Uh, and lots of interesting Um Just to refresh for those who need to know where the Stechamah fits in, the Stechamah was printed in Varsha between the year Tafresh and Aleph and Tafresh Ayin Beis from the 1890s to the 1910s. Um, 18 volumes were published, 13 in his lifetime, five after he passed away. Then the rights ultimately were sold to Chabad, to Fidik Rebbe and the Rebbe. And the Rebbe was the one who was Masadarit in the current say the open, uh, you see, it says, you look at the Pesach Dover, so the Rebbe explains that there used to be 18 volumes, and now we've rearranged them into 9, 10 volumes, and we rearranged the order of everything, so it's a little easier to find, because uh, the way it was printed originally was in no particular order, meaning it, it's marked as olive base, but they weren't printed in the center of the olive base. So the, the Rebbe was re-Masadarit. Um... Eitzra Chachma actually has both, uh, you could see both the original and the Kahas. Uh, in the original, Marech HaSemekipurim was printed in volume 12, which says was printed in Tafresh Samach Beis, 1902, and Mishnah Brura Chelek Vav 
we know was printed five years later in Tafresh Samar Zayin. So the timing certainly works. And if you open the Steichem and Merechas Yom Kippur, Simon Gimel, Ace Hey, he starts by Koran Tafresh Yisrael, then the Matah Ephraim, then the Shutramats, then the Ruach Chaim. So uh, it seems too, uh, too much to be a coincidence. Now, in fact, the Mishabura directly is signed to the Steichem a bunch of times in Chelek Hey and Chelek Vav, Chelek Hey to Merechas Chomet Zamatza, and Chelek Vav twice, what I saw twice to Merechas Yom Kippur and twice to Dalad Minim. Now the question is, for those who are inclined to look, whether there are more examples of just strings of Marmachimus and Chelek Hey, Chelek Vav, let's say, where we can trace it back perhaps to the Steichamit. I haven't seen if others have looked into this. Um, uh, footnotes to the sidebar. Uh, there's a, an article someone wrote uh, a few years ago, someone by the name of Yisrael Dandorovitz. He writes interesting articles and was in a pamphlet called Hapamoy, and it came out a few times here in Brooklyn a few years ago. So there's a yeshivish uh, legend, quote-unquote, that's actually uh, especially famous in the name of that Rosh Yeshiva from Brebrak, that the Mishnah Brewer only quotes someone from his generation by name once in the entire Mishnah Brewer. Then Hilchus Rosh Hashanah, there's a vart, B'Shem Reb Meir Simcha, that says Reb Meir Simcha, Reb Meir Simcha, of course, is the Arisameach, Meshach Chachma. So the story, the Yeshivish story goes, is that it's because of another famous Misa, that there was an Asifas Rabbanim, and the Chavetz Chaim was from the more hard line, and the Arisameach was a little more uh, down the middle, and they had a clash, and it was a little unpleasant. So the story goes that because they had this unpleasant encounter at the Asifa, so it was like a, to be Mephiasim, he mentions Reb Meir Simcha and Ilchas Rosh Hashanah. And the article talks about the, the big problem with, the, with this uh, story, which is that the Mishnah Brura Chelek Vav was printed in Tafresh Samach Zayin, and the Asifa was in Tafresh Ayin, or whatever, Tafresh Ayin something, a few years later. So uh, just chronologically, it uh, doesn't really work out. And people had already raised this, and this article, he goes into great depth, and Machta uh, Tel, you know, pretty much destroys the story. Uh, one of the questions is, is it even true, Bechal, that this is the only person of his generation that the, that the Mishnah Bura quotes by name? So one of the things that comes up is, what about the Steich Hamed? The Steich Hamed was also uh, contemporary, and the Steich Hamed is quoted a number of times in the Mishnah Bura, as we just discussed. Although there is room to Bechalak and to say that it's still different, it is unique, how he's saying uh, Shemaiti, whatever, okay. Getting back to these Zachreinim quoted by the Mishnah Bura, all after the Alter Rebbe, right? This, de- this is a development after the Alter Rebbe. Uh, so the question is, I was wondering a bit myself, what, what, what suddenly happened? Why, for, for 2,000 years, it seemed like everyone was, you know, made total sense to listen to doctors for, regarding Kipper, and now suddenly uh, there's a problem? So as a throwaway theory, take it or leave it, uh, I would think that perhaps in early generations, uh, there were many philosophies or religions, and it was pretty much uh, universal to, that fasting was a good thing. Fasting was a positive thing for, uh, you know, if it's virtuous, it can help a person uh, become a better person, or maybe even for medical reasons as well. So perhaps that was why the assumption was that if you came, uh, you come to the doctor, the doctor is being asked all the time by hundreds of people from all backgrounds about whether they can fast for their reasons. So it was assumed that the doctor will try to answer to the best of their ability. Once you have modern medicine in the last few hundred years, so along with, first of all, you have new ideas about medicine. You also have... Uh, new ideas about life in general, new philosophies, new ideals. Generally, if you went to medical school, you get the, the whole page, just like today, when you go to uh, for higher education, you also get the Hashkafas package deal. 
So, uh, so a if medicinally there was no value in fasting, and they were dismissive towards uh, archaic quote unquote religion. So uh, that's perhaps when they started noticing that all of a sudden the doctors aren't taking these questions uh, very seriously anymore, and um, they're just answering uh, you know in the way they are because they don't see it as a serious medical question. It has nothing to do with their actual medical practice. Um, whereas today, where fasting has perhaps come back a bit into style, I think Rabbi Shukha may have mentioned something like that, so it's possible that today doctors once again might take it more seriously. But as was then, today, you have, do have to you know, take, make an assessment of the doctor and make sure that uh, this person seems reliable. Anyway, getting back to... I suppose, yeah. Um, so all of a sudden we see this big discussion in Ukraine about uh, such a simple question, such a straightforward medical question, straightforward halachic, not so simple anymore. And in fact, it's truly not simple, right? We quoted before from the Bishayis of Nechaz Nida, you're talking, if you look in the Alta Rebbe there in Simon Kuf Zion, the Mechaber writes, V'yesh mishamatir m'omer lo reif Yisrael nisrapis. So the Alta Rebbe writes, in Sikhot Mlam Advav, Avo noch riyav mishumum chalarabim, ein l'smechalov dekarinim b'hu ashapim. Dibrashav, that's what the Alta Rebbe cites, the halacha. That was the maskana of that discussion in Rishayinu. Right, so it's, it's clearly not as simple as we may have thought from just looking at the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch Hakasim Kim. Now, you, if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, the new Shulchan Aruch, the Metzayin, the Tzemach Tzedek, let's take a look there to see how the Tzemach Tzedek dealt with these questions of doctors. So the Chreid and the Tzemach Tzedek, these are often Nido-related questions, and the woman has some strange symptom, and the doctor has some theory as to what might be happening. And the question is, okay, to what extent can we uh, work with this? So the Tzemach Tzedek begins by saying the Tshuvas Mahar Mal, lots of, lots of fun Russia Tavis in here for Tshuvas Mahar Mal, Mahar Mal is Maram Lublin, Simen Kuf Yeralf. So Maram Lublin wanted, the Shoyal, the person asking the question, they wanted to say that uh, if the Reifim say, we think it's a Makkabay Samakim, they're completely Namah. Maram Lublin answered that in that Gemara Nidah, the baskan of the Gemara is that they also did the water test. They took the clippers, they took the sinus, and they put it in the water to see what happens. So, what does that mean? What does this Gemara tell us? So, uh, we need a test. You can't take the doctor's word at face value. We need to put it to the test. And then we'll see whether their theory is correct or not. So, we're not, their, their statement alone isn't conclusive. So, he's taking that same Gemara of the Mardik and literally uh, coming to the exact opposite conclusion. But even though Ramu Blin says that if the doctors are 100% confident, somehow this is like incontrovertible medical facts, then we can rely on them even if it's mamish dam. Looks like normal dam. We can rely on them. Um, and, and, and those two stories in the Gemara are different for whatever reason. Chacham Tzvi is another Achan who discusses this and he asks a question on Maram Lublin and he has a different Mahalach and the Tzema Tzadat says the Dvarav. We do basically rely on Reifim. Tzemach Tzedek says, I would uh, want to explain the Maram Lublin not, not, fitting, not in fitting 100% with what he said, but the general spirit of it. So he says it's a tshuva of a blade of ment in the short, Shin Bez Yod, Shin Bez Yod is Shev Yaakov in this case, 
Now, who is Rebbe of Mans? So I actually did not manage to find any official biographical information of his. But if you look throughout the Shiva of the Tzemach Tzedek, the Tzemach Tzedek refers to this Shiva many times. So uh, in Simon Kufid Beis, which overlaps a lot with this Shiva, he writes, V'al ha-gorin mo-haral zal hanal yesh l'smech ki hoye gamken chacham b'chachma s'refua. This Rebbe of Mans is also chacham b'chachma s'refua. And Simon Kufid Beis, the Tzemach Tzedek calls him, V'ha-gorin ha-reifei, Rebbe of Mans. And Simon Kofal, if he writes, Shahaya Gamkin doctor, and then he other Simon, Hagoyan a doctor, Hagoyan Arefe. It's mentioned there in the Chivas as well that he had some uh, medical knowledge. Anyway, so Rebbe of Mentz, Dafka, as a medical expert, his whole uh, lengthy tour de force there is to make the case that doctors don't actually necessarily know what they're talking about. Takes one to know one. And he said, you have to understand that uh, when doctors say something, don't take it as 100% factual. And yeah, it's a bit of like a classic, I'm not saying the tshuva is absolutely famous, but it's a, a certain, in a certain sense a classical tshuva, which is just laying down the basic perspective on how to uh, approach the medical field. And of course, there are many things that are absolutely not very clear, and doctors can have opposite views, completely uh, contradictory. And in fact, many of those uh, statements are probably true till today. It depends on what you're talking about. So there are certain medical facts that are considered the But then when it comes to an individual person, what is afflicting this person? Quite often, and studies have been done, and uh, the amount of times that the doctors have completely uh, opposing diagnoses is still something that's uh, a very uh, large phenomenon today. So, so the sort of lay man says you can't rely unless it's, it seems very evident. Um, or where it's a case where you actually, the, the standard isn't, you don't need a Hechacha Gemura. For that din, maybe you don't need a Hechacha Gemura, even if it's, even if you're not 100% convinced, it might be enough for that halacha. And again, he brings the same raya from Nida. Um, so you see, the way he says it is, the doctors wanted to prove what they said. The doctors themselves in that story, that's how he titles the story. They themselves, they had a theory, and then the doctors went to test it. They weren't just going to stay uh, at a theory. Um, so they're being murdered to the Chachamim themselves that what we say isn't necessarily uh, a certain thing. So it could be that the Mak is causing Klippus and Sidus, but it could be that Klippus and Sidus came from them also. Both are possible. So you need to test it. Once, once you test it, then you know for sure. So Samach Sadat says, this fits more or less to Maram Lublin. The difference is that Maram Lublin said that the Chachamim didn't trust the doctors. The Chachamim insisted on the test. And Rebleib is saying that the doctors themselves insisted on the test. There's also in Tshuvas uh, Ayin Hegemol, what Ayin Hegemol, Avedas Agershuni. Avedas Agershuni also understood uh, from Ram Lublin that the Chachamim didn't rely on the doctors until they tested them. Um, but even for Blade Mentz, or even Blade Mentz does say that if the doctors say this is a basic medical fact, then you could rely on them. So, for example, in the test itself, who said that if it's not Nimoyach, that if it doesn't uh, melt, if it doesn't uh, come apart, who says that proves that it's not dumb? Someone had to uh, establish that fact. Otherwise, what does the test prove? So ultimately, that seemed to have been considered an incontrovertible medical fact about blood in general. That's easier to establish. What's going on with this woman? We need to test that. So we can put the Maram Lublin together with uh, the Rebbe Metz. Then the Tamach Tzedek says, even though Rebbe Men seems to accept doctors in certain situations, I'm still Mesopic because look in the Beis of in Simen Kof Pezayin that Sarechir, uh, if you can rely on the Reife. And the Gaisman Mainius, the Ritzvah. 
And even if the Ritzvah is Takamor Mekel and says you could rely on it, maybe a good dependent, that's only Yisravestus, right? Because Reimach was Tashmish, after all, what is the whole din of Reimach was Tashmish? Yeshleimar, that it's not any worse than Avesas Gimel Pa'amath. Avesas is the Rabbanam. So Reimach was Tashmish, even though we, take, we treat it in a very stringent way, but it could be that Etzim, you say that din is not so stringent. So that's why uh, the Ritzvah might be open to listening to doctors. Uh, and the doctors had a raya in, in, in this Gemara. He said, the Gemara. And he says, I saw as Shuvri Isi that this is also the conclusion of the Peimem Aleph. The Peimem Aleph is the Panem Iris. It's Metzayan to other Marmachimists as well. Um, then he gets into uh, the Maharik. Maharik is quoted by the Mishra Yosef. But uh, Marika is brought out higher from Yom Kippur, right? So he says, the blade mensis shuva from there, either it says it there or it's understood from there, that shiny Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur is a sveka, svek sveka, that's enough to be matir. Even if you have many, many svekas, you can be, uh, be Michael. Like the Atarebbe himself writes in Simon Tavishit Chas, she calls Safik Nefashit Hochel Hakla for the Bekam of Bekam Svekas. So Bazai by Riksidaya from Yom Kippur is no raya to hear at all. And he goes on in, in this vein, and uh, more rayas, more shakavataya, because this is a big, this was a huge issue. Many of these very serious shayas. What do you actually do? It's hard to know what the doctors are talking about. You know, they didn't have the rabbanim, they didn't have the capacity to really uh, test their medical knowledge. So what are you supposed to do? Want to know the end of the tshuva? So if you look in the end of Avay uh, Zion, so Tzimach Tzedek introduces the following uh, idea. It says that shtaris uh, from our Kais Shalgayim, from a Gaish court, are acceptable even in a case where you need Eidus Gemura. To be Moitzi Mama you need to aid them, but you can also accept documents from a secular court. Why? Because the Dayanim, the judges, have a certain reputation, and Loi Mena, Loi Mari Nafshayu. They're not going to sign off on a star that's not legitimate. Ah, what, what do they stand to lose? And what if they lie? What's going to happen? It's, the damage even won't be that much. They'll just get a little mockery. The judges aren't being dislodged so fast from their position. Still, if he's a dying, he wouldn't be made Shekhar Pagan McVoidoy. The Rosh says, even if it's a judge that has a reputation for accepting Shoichat, you still say when it comes to Eid Shaker, they wouldn't want to have their name. You know, Shaykhad, my name can be dragged to the mother. Eid Shaker, no. So they're mamish nechshad lehatas esadin, but uh, not Eid Shaker. It's born in Shulchan Aruch, Shemish Patsim and Chavchas. And in that case, the zilzal isn't even so obvious. How are you going to prove the judge wrong? Even if the judge uh, says something that, you know, accepts something that isn't true, and the other person knows it's a One person in the world, the one who is wrong, knows it's a lie. How is he even going to prove the judge wrong? And yet, if it's a dying mumcha, it's a gnade, you should be meshaker. So, bazai, we can make the comparison that's in the Torah from mumchem. Loi merenaf shayi lohayit shaker. Back to the concept of edus a little bit. It's a edus shaker. To say that she has, well, they would say that she has a maka and that she doesn't have it. Maybe another doctor will be mezalzel in him, even though it's a chashash rachik, which is what the Ramat said later. Like, when exactly are you going to confront the doctor? Tzemach Tzedek says here that just like the judge, it's not clear how we're actually going to embarrass him. Same thing with the doctor. So lachain in this particular case, there were other tiny slahakol, and it's not that nice. So in that case, the Tzemach Tzedek actually said to be matir. 
And uh, there are also other tshuvas, like I mentioned, Simkufi Bey's overlaps with a lot of these in Yanim. Um, I just want to uh, give us an illustration, the actual case of Simkufi Bey is to see what, what are these doctors saying and what are the Rabbanim wondering about. The Shailan Simkufi Bey's was that a woman had some kind of problem where blood was gushing from her throat uh, every day when she got up. She did refuas and schoolas, and she recovered. And then shortly afterwards, she has a new problem. Now the dom is coming out minhamakar. Okay, so uh, did the blood from the throat somehow redirect uh, to the makar? It seemed like it, uh, just in terms of uh, causality, it just seemed like there was uh, a, a connection. So the Tatsu the Temach Tzedek is uh, discussing, and in that context, he quotes sort of Leib Mentz, who says that if the Dover Vadai, then you could accept it. He says, oh, and the Leib Mentz was Chachams, and he says, Dover Vadai. So Temach Tzedek says, in this case, we didn't be done, even without a doctor, it just seems so simple, so straightforward, for sure. The blood used to go through the throat, and now it's coming out of the Makar. Shino hiluchayim lamayin lamata, derech yisimakam. And he quotes the Shaila again, the Shaila of the Shaila. You see him, Hamish stopped coming here and went there. So it's that it's that same blood from the neck. Um, maybe that's what the Rafuas accomplished. Maybe the, whatever those Rafuas did, is they, they, they completely uh, sent it in a different direction. That's the doctor who uh, has an education. Yeah, yeah, the doctor says, yeah, for sure, it's the same blood, now it's coming uh, that way. I, later on in the Tshuva, the Tzema says, this is before the Shalat Rebbe, there's a Kuntra Sachrin, in Kuf Zayin, I believe, where uh, the Alter Rebbe says, That way, I feel you all your day, the Ma'is HaChitzen, I feel you all your day, Hamakar. So there's a before the Shalat Rebbe that says that this is not uh, medically, physically possible. Ah, but there's other achreinim. Some of the Tzemach Tzedek is quoting the other achreinim. The Panameiris, the Sedvetara, and the Reifet. The Reifet said, there's a derech. The Reifet said, it's a real thing. Tzorachi yengodol amaisa. And then he says, again, I spoke to the Reifet Yehudi, and he said, he has a whole theory, a whole explanation. Not stam, we don't know where the blood's coming from. Not tell you where the blood's coming from. Originally, she had an infection in her lungs. Then when the infection it burst open, so then it punctured the actual lung. And that's the blood coming out of uh, her body. That's a symphony. Symphony is a trefa. I, why, uh, why is this woman still around? Yeshleimar, uh, that uh, whatever the busser is protecting her, so she's living. But uh, all the blood is coming from this nekif. Uh, so Ibazoi, part of the question is, is even if you, even when the blood comes from uh, the Baisachitzin, and you have a svara to say in Allah that it's based, it's really influ- influenced by something else. But you don't always, sometimes you say, Saif kal Saif, it came in this manner, so it's time. But if, without getting into all the details, if you go with this doctor's theory, then uh, it's mamash dam hamaka, and it would not be considered dam hanida, even though it's going through the makar. This is that it could be that it's not even going through the makar. could be it got, uh, it's not going through the derech vride harachem, it's not going through the veins that lead through the rachem. It's going through veins that go straight to the praise of the So from the lung, it somehow got directly uh, to the canal. So this is what the Semach Tzedek is spending a whole chill on. And then right at the end of the chill, the Semach Tzedek says, Amar, 
but on the other hand, he usually mentions his name, so maybe it was in fact someone else. The only option, the only alternative is the Gildan Order. The Gildan Order, I won't slip this up, but the Gildan Order is a hemorrhoid. That's the only other uh, source of blood around here. Nothing else. Uh, meaning, maybe the hemorrhoid, maybe he's implying the hemorrhoid could also be, that blood maybe could exit through a hemorrhoid. I don't know if that's what he's saying or not. But, so it just gives you an illustration of what these doctors are saying and what the Rabbanim are trying to do with this information. And at least in the end, Tzemach uh, says he, uh, by the way, I have no idea. I mean, I'm assu- I think we all assume uh, with current medical understanding that that's not quite possible. But then again, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe there's some other condition that exists that could cause both things. Maybe it's not, maybe Al-Piyalach would still be Damnida, but, you know, it is interesting if that was really what happened, that uh, it seemed like there was a connection. Anyway, there are many other Makaitis that, that deal with this, and uh, I'm not here to go through all of them. Uh, this is just to give you an idea of the discussion. The Chosim Kippur, Chosnida, the various sections, uh, Makas, and things like that, and uh, you, you got to get a sense of uh, the ruach, the discussion in halacha. A lot of them are malukat in different places, and of course, when it comes to Yom Kippur, ultimately you have to, besides asking a doctor, you also have to be in touch with a rav, meira, ira, mumcha, who is known to have a mumchius in medical issues. So now, we'll leave Yom Kippur a bit behind. Let's head towards this general question about health questions in general. And when you have a medical dilemma, what does Taira say? What do you, how much do we rely on uh, the opinions of medical professionals? Uh, whether there's a debate, what, what if there isn't even a debate, what if it's a consensus? And uh, of course, I'm sure everyone can think of uh, contemporary applications to these very uh, thorny questions. So there's, uh, on this topic, there's a not so very known shtikl at although someone did point it out, bring it to my attention a few months ago, last year, I believe. There's actually a Mephulish Shtikl Tzemach It's printed both in Yeridea Simen Shon and and in Piskei Dinim Likutim. Tzemach Tzedek writes the following, Le'inyan Mephua L'choyli, comes to healing and illness. Sh'yesh doktoyrim o'yimrim sh'toyv yoyser sh'loyasik perifuas klal. Some doctors say, don't, uh, don't go for any treatment. Or the doctors say, no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't pursue this treatment. So the Tzemach Siddiq starts with one mouth. Tzemach Siddiq says, if there's Shavah B'chach Mu'minyan, right? And Kippur, when all else is equal, so we're Machmer in Safek B'Kuach Nefesh, so when we're making Yom Kippur, so, that, so that's how we are able to resolve um, when, we're, we're, when we have a, a stereo, a contradiction that we can't uh, resolve. We have to look for a different principle here. What's the principle we're going to use? So the principle that Samachsadik says is, if all else is equal, yeshleimar shev al-tasa adif. In this case, we would say, shev al-tasa. It brings the Mishnah in Zvachim. Mishnah in Zvachim says that what if you have a carbon that's supposed to have matan arba, it's supposed to go on all four corners, and it mixed with the blood of a carbon that has matana achos. So the Lezer says, to play it safe, you should put it on all four corners. Shura says, to play it safe, you should do one matana. As we said, if you only put, do one corner, you're going to be over on my signal. What about the part that needed four? 
And if Yeshua said, no, and if you put it on, on four, you're going to be over on Baltaisa for the part that only needed one. Back and forth. So one, the last thing it says is, Kishana if you actually put it on all four, Avarta Baltaisa, you did Baltaisa, and you did an actual action. Shalaina Sata, Avarta Balsigra, maybe you're over on Balsigra, but at least, so you see this principle that Yeshua uses here, the Gabi Karbanus. So the idea is, we have no way to guarantee that you're not going to do something terrible. Could be either option uh, leads to something bad. Um, but if that's the case, if no matter what you're going to do, something bad is probably going to happen, so then let it at least happen due to your inaction, due to your inactivity. Why be actually fully responsible for what happens? That's how the Tzimah starts. Sheva Taisa, if the doctors are arguing. Then it's a Mephzadek, which is, happens often, switches tracks. Kalmakim, if it seems that it, like these, these types of shtiklach are probably based on a Maisa Shehoya without, she's not writing what the exam, what the story was. Since it seems that the Rufuas already helped a little, so it sounds like it already started, and now this debate is still raging. So Nidesh is some pliny Yafaloit. Looks like it's good for him. So then maybe we could say that even if Raiv Deus so, so if you also have Reiv Deus, let's say, Likach, so unlike Yom Kippur, once you pass number two, then you just say 200. But over here, if Reiv Deus taka say to take, and Kenya Shleimar, Achrei Ravim Lahatus, and he's Mitzayan to Gemara Yuma, Umdina, Reiv Deus, I, when it comes to Suffolk Nefashas, Suffolk Nefashas is different. The ultimate principle we use by Suffolk Nefashas works differently. But here, there is no Suffolk Nefashas local. Both sides, I guess, potentially are Suffolk Nefashas. It's not helping you resolve anything. So, um, is not so powerful versus Reif Deis. If you have Reif Deis, if the larger group of doctors say that the thing is fine and you should go and do the treatment, that's the that's how the Tzemach Tzedek concludes. Of course, not, we're not trying to convince anybody here about anything, and then and anyone who's motivated can surely find the distinction in 10 seconds, but uh, that's a at least in that case, his conclusion seems to be to follow the majority of doctors in a case like this. When I looked to see if anybody quotes this tshuva, so I found that there's a whole shtickle on this in Kisvit of Isaac Shveik, quotes, starts by quoting the Al-Tarebbe, and Yom Kippur, and says, what about regular medical questions, then he quotes the Tzemach and I and Shom to see he has a whole Hezber in this Indian. We don't have time to get into everything. Uh, of contemporaries, for I only found one. There's a sefer called Shishanas Ha'amokim on Halacha Rafua by the Kailal Avrechim Halacha Rafua associated with uh, Mayana Yeshua Hospital. And there's a section, Barapa Yerape, with Psakim from their uh, Rav Yitzchak Zilberstein, for those who are familiar. Um, so. You look there, so there's a Shiloh there that someone has a, a cancerous growth on the spine. A woman, and the woman became paralyzed. Most doctors said to do an operation. This will save her. Uh, otherwise, she'll die in a few months. Uh, but there's a minority that say that the, actually the uh, surgery will, will absolutely uh, take her out and kill her. She can't survive this surgery. And if she doesn't, so at least she'll live another year or two. What do you do now? So... Um, Right, that sefer that says that in hochem b'kuch nevesh acher roiv shev al taisa adef dvar v'tzorechiyon, and then he gets into hara take into yuma over there versus over here. There, it's just a shail of dinay yom kippur. Here, it's a shail of the person's life. Either way, 
again, like, like we said before, either way, uh, potentially will either save them or kill them. Why would you use any other principle here? Um, gives a marshal. Let's say a person's dehydrated. You have two buckets of water. Uh, one is going to save him and one is going to poison him. And he has to drink one. He's, he's fasted for a number of days. If he doesn't drink, he's going to die. He doesn't know which one's the poison. And one aide comes and says, this is the water and this is the poison. They rely on the aide. I do we follow in a case of nefesh but uh, here you have to resolve you have a conundrum and this is the only available resolution to the conundrum so we have to decide one way and majority seems to be the most reasonable way uh, and then he quotes the Tzemach Tzadik the Tzemach Tzadik that concludes that uh, so sounds like the Tzemach Tzadik holds or what the direction of Zilberstein seems to be leaning in. This is a uh, contemporary example of the Semach Tzedek being quoted. Now, of course, lately, the touch on the hot-button topics, of course, today, the battle rages regarding vaccines. Now, a few years ago, it started with measles. Uh, so the Kravitz Ari Yisrael from Adar, Ayantes, they had a section with uh, Chuvis from different Paiskim, on the topic, I believe all of them were pro-vaccine. So I, we're not going to go through all of them, but just the first one, Ramesh Sternbuch is going through the Inyanim, and then in Oiz Gimel, he says, aye, there's some ray from that say that's going to harm the child. But since Rubba de Rubba say that it, uh, the vaccine is not harmful, so we shouldn't be chayshish to the mute, to the mute, mute, to the mute. Aye, when it comes to Savgikoch Nefesh, we don't follow Rav, like in Shulchan Aruch, Lachazim Kippur, Tavish Yitchas. Um... Here, following the miyot doesn't resolve the pikuach nafesh. In Yom Kippur, there's only pikuach nafesh on one side of not eating. Once you eat, you'll be fine. Maybe you'll even Yom Kippur, but you'll be fine. Here, if you follow the miyot, your pikuach nafesh problem is just as bad. So, would you rather follow the minority and have all the, the majority saying that you have a problem? Or would you rather follow the majority and have a minority saying that you have a problem? Vada, you have to go basaroiv. So that's how Ramesh Sternbuch also seems to essentially use this svara, Allah in this question. On the other hand, just to balance things out a little bit, someone shared a tzettel, they hung up somewhere, that the Rav Yosef Benjamin Vosner of Bnei Brak said, uh, it wasn't written as a serious tshuva, so I don't know how seriously we have to take it, but the, the argument was, he said that, uh, Right? The doctors have a reputation at stake. He says, because the, the federal government of the United States makes a big pharma immune to lawsuits over vaccines, a special carve-out that you know the, the government pays people who are harmed by vaccines, but you actually can't sue the pharmaceutical companies themselves. So fought it up the Lots, a lot to take apart in there. We're not going to get into, but just an example of, the, of how the discussion is playing out uh, in real time. Okay, so we're not here to uh, persuade anybody, just to uh, give an overview. Now, while we're at it, if we're already speaking about doctors and vaccines, so as I saw, I would like to point to a number of interesting time, very interesting pieces that I found very recently in the Shah of Shivas Tzemach Tzedek about the vaccines in the Tzemach Tzedek's time. And again, not convincing anybody, not trying to prove anything, but this is what the uh, 
you want to give your own chilokim, that's fine. But this is what the Semach Tzedek said. So this is about smallpox. The first vaccine, famously, was for smallpox. What is smallpox? Right? The pro-vaccine people like to say, you don't know what smallpox is, right? You don't know what it is because it's been eradicated by vaccines. But smallpox was once a very, very... So I have a few pages here from the CDC. I don't know if uh, that's good or bad. But uh, the CDC has a page, History of Smallpox, and... Um, and uh, so they write, smallpox was a terrible disease. On average, three out of every 10 people who got it died. People who survived usually had scars, which were sometimes severe. This will actually be in a, gaya in a minute for one of the chivas. One of the first methods for controlling smallpox was variolation, named after the virus, which was called variola. And it still is in many languages. During variolation, people who had never had smallpox were exposed to material from smallpox sores on other people by scratching the material into their arm or inhaling it through the nose. A very crude method. After variolation, people usually develop the symptoms associated with smallpox, such as fever and a rash. However, fewer people died from variolation than if they had acquired smallpox naturally. So that's how it started, literally just scraping smallpox off of someone else and uh, inhaling it. When does vaccination begin? Vaccination began in 1796 when English doctor Edward Jenner noticed that the milkmaids who caught a related disease called cowpox were protected from smallpox. If they caught cowpox first, then smallpox didn't harm them. Jenner was familiar with variolation, and he thought, what if we could use cowpox instead? Uh, to protect, so he tested his theory, he took material from a cowpox sore on a milkmaid and inoculated it into a child. Um, months later, he did it a few times, and this child never caught smallpox. And in 1801, he went public, he published on the origin of the vaccine inoculation, he, I believe, coined the term vaccine from the shayish of cow, cowpox, and uh, that's when the first vaccine took off, and um, and it became very popular. And then it took a, long, a much longer time until the next vaccine was developed because all the rest of the vaccines didn't have this fortunate, uh, quote-unquote, coincidence in nature that cowpox already exists in nature and is a weaker form. So you, the, you know, the scientists had to figure out how to actually start taking diseases and somehow weakening them. So that took a much longer time. So like we said, variola is what it's called in many other languages. In English, it's called pox. Pox refers to the, uh, the sores on the body caused by the illness. If you've ever heard of pockmarks, which is still a term for people that have uh, scars uh, on, their, on their face, on their skin, pockmark is from the same sherish. It's a scar from a pock, from a pox. And in German, it's called pocken. Same, uh, same word. So turns out that Semach Tzadek talks about the disease and the vaccine in two chuvas on two very different topics. So the first one is in Shot Samachtadik Simam Zayin. And the Shaila was that they're finding the cowpox in the dakin of the behemoth, in the small intestine of the animal. And so they were matter of them, because finding those scars is a trefa. But then they kept on finding more and more. Now the question is, do we have to keep checking? Can we ignore it? What's the story? Generally, the halacha wasn't that they checked every cow specifically for, for smallpox. It's not on that level of requirement to check, as we discussed in the previous year about different levels of requirements for checking. So the Tanakh Tzedek says in Ois uh, Gimel that there's another svara to be mekel in pocket. What's the svara? 
If we compare it to smallpox, which people have, pak and shaban nashim, so we're going to say that it's muchrech liyas Essentially, every animal has to undergo uh, this experience. Just like commercial muchrachim liyas ba'adam, l'chal ish, pam every person is guaranteed to experience smallpox. Let's assume it's the same thing in operation here for animals. So, we know b'metzias that the rei behemis are kshayin. And all behemoths have, have cowpox. So what does that mean? Clearly, the cowpox only kills, only eliminates a very small amount of the sacha coil. And then the Tzimach Tzedek quotes from a very interesting sefer. He says, We'll get to what that sefer is in a second. Uh, regarding smallpox, that's the number given in that sefer, one out of seven uh, afflicted with smallpox die. So Samach Tzedek says, yes, Shleimer, that's probably something similar for animals. I maybe you can say, no, Adam has Mazla. Hashem is looking out for him. Maybe that's why so many people are being saved from smallpox. Balichayim should maybe do worse than, uh, than, than humans. He says, what's the raya? He uses the term for, for, for vaccination, he uses the term havracha, which is the term used in the Sefer of Fosam. That was the term he coined. The whole concept of the vaccine is you take the cowpox and inject it into the person. So obviously cowpox is a, a lighter variant of the smallpox. So I was like, the rub of the behemoths are clearly not becoming treif. Um, so when is it a problem? Only if uh, you look at the intestines and the intestines take a look like they're in terrible shape. But uh, experience shows that it's not such a big problem. So we should be mekel and be machshir. We follow the rive. And even though we're cheshish for amir hamatzoi, this doesn't count as amir hamatzoi. Then he goes on to discuss this idea and the forest, whatever the maskan of the Tzimach said that there is, but that's uh, that's the Tzimach discussion. Now, what is the Sefer of Fuasa'am? Very mysterious sounding Sefer. So if you look it up on Wikipedia, there's a fellow by the name of Mendel Leffen. Mendel Leffen is quite an interesting character. Mendel Leffen of Satanov. In the in the bio, the, the short bio is, Merdashe Tnuasa in Poland. And the author of popular writings in Ivrit and in Yiddish. Goes to his background. He ended up in Germany. He ended up palling up with Moses Mendelssohn. Last time I got him a chad, I didn't uh, add the proper honorifics after Moses Mendelssohn, so you can add them now if you want. Um, and at that point, he became familiar uh, with a book on medicine, and we'll get to who that was in a second. And he translated it. Uh, the author's name was Tissot, spelled Tissot, pronounced Tissot. And he took this, this book, um, seems that even though it was originally written in French, but it was translated into many languages, he had a German translation, and he translated the German translation into a form, an early form of modern Hebrew. He, uh, he printed it with Haskamas of Rabbanim and Haskama from his good friend Moses Mendelssohn. And uh, this essentially is the Sefer that Tzemach Tzedek is using as his uh, medical guidebook, Mamish Lenyone Halacha. Another reason why Mendelefin is um, notorious is that he also wrote a sefer called Chajban Anafesh, a, a system for uh, self-examination, and became very popular with the Muslim movement, with the advent of the Muslim movement uh, 100 years later or whatever. 
Um, turns out, though, famously, to those familiar with these types of uh, famous, quote-unquote, famous things, that uh, Mendel Leffen apparently lifted the uh, concept for Cheshman Efesh from the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin. Um, ben Franklin had a list of 13 middas that he held back then, even uh, people like that were pursuing virtue, and he came up with a system of 13 middas, and Cheshman Nefesh is a take on that. I myself haven't investigated both to see how closely it's just a copy. I've seen some of the defenders say that it's not mamish copy and paste, it's just inspired by it. But that's a more famous, uh, uh, something he's famous for. Mandelofen is also uh, notable for coining a number of terms in modern Hebrew already in his time. They claim that the word shi'ul for coughing, for example, is a term he coined in Ifos Ha'am. And the early maskil and the early people who were pushing for Hebrew, uh, for, a, for a literary Hebrew, only used uh, biblical Hebrew, mikra'it. And Lefen was the first to use Chazal, Mishnah and Chazal, and that influence has stayed with Hebrew till today. Anyways, that's his very, very, very interesting background. When you see the Tzema Tzedek quoting him, the Sefer is scanned somewhere online. I did find it. Um, yeah, Sefer Refua Sa'am, Eitzel Chachma, Mephrosim B'Shemayt, Tisot, Me'eret Shemaitz, Abir HaRaifim B'Dereinu, Chibur Nechmod, Yotzel Arpam Yishayna Shnas Tafkov Chav Aleph, seventeen sixty one, Belash and Sarfas. It spread to the whole world. Was translated to Italian, Spanish, English, Dutch, Hungarian, etc. And now he's translating it, especially for Achenu and Eretz Poilin, maybe because he thought they could use this information the most um, and could help them also in Gemara, you know, Gafes and Poiskim and Pikuach Nefesh. We have Perek Lamed Gimel's Hadbakas Hapakin, and you could talk and see what the Tzimach Tzedek quotes uh, from him there. He also has a very cute mashal at the end, trying to prove that the vaccination is Kadai. We don't have time to go through all that. Uh, Tissot, you can look him up as well, um, was a Swiss physician, and this was his very famous book, became very popular. And um, interestingly, I found someone who points out that even though the Tzemach Tzedek is talking about, already he's talking about the cow uh, pox and the smallpox, which is generous in vaccine, but if we actually read Sefer Refuah Sa'am, which the Tzemach Tzedek is, is quoting, it's actually referring to variolation. It's referring to pre-Gen, it's printed in 1761. Jenner is in uh, the 1790s, uh, 1801. So he says, if you actually read the, the time in Sefer Refuah Sa'am, you see what he says, pakin, you take the, the pus, and you uh, make an incision, and you place it inside the incision. Though minigyashin umayushin, ba'aretzis haidu, goes to how it spread. Um, and how it spread to Britain, to Europe, to America. He writes, v'chol medina v'chol ir shehima gas, v'tchila kanaim v'chilkim paigimba. Of course, the first reaction is always negative. That's its fate. It always gets greeted with that with that upon You can't you can't argue with the results. He says. He says um, for every fifty three dead of of regular smallpox, he claims only one dies of variolation. Describe exactly what to do. Then he even speaks about a similar process for measles. It wasn't a real vaccine, but again, just taking the measles and uh, injecting it. Uh, so that's it's interesting to note that the safer is even predating uh, actual vaccination. 
Um, interestingly, the Semach Tzedek quotes the Sefer in one other place uh, a number of times, but about one other Indian. But it comes to an Aguna, someone who drowned. And the question being, how, mo- how long can a person survive underwater? So the Semach Tzedek says, it's in Shut Ibn Azra, in Untas, Samachas, Samachtas, so I'm quoting from Samachtas, it says, half an hour should be enough time, Kadesh Tetzin Afsha, and often much less. Uh, but because there is a miyot who could perhaps somehow survive for longer, so that's why the rivash is chayshish lemiyuta. I mean, even if you seemingly can prove that the person did not emerge from the water for half an hour, it's still not enough, just on the chance that maybe this person is an endurance champion. It says, A quote in the Tshuva, like it's an achrim. Even within three or four minutes. Certainly, he starts by saying more than 15 minutes. And sometimes even they die within three or four minutes. In some cases, they can last even longer. If you pull a body out, even if a long time elapsed, you should certainly uh, at least attempt to resuscitate them, maybe you'll uh, be in luck. So you see, ah, you see the Sefer, the Fool Sa'am says that even more than a quarter of an hour, even more than an show, you should at least try. So, uh, so this, is, this is what you see from here. One other source, and we'll conclude, one other source in the Tamak Tzedek that has to do with the smallpox vaccination is in Shut Avanez. It's actually printed in the mother Suffolk Lemi, meaning the, the, the authorship is unknown, but it's belongs to that time and place. Um, now, there is some overlap. I noticed there is some overlap between this shuvah and a, a regular shuvah, Simon Pechas. I haven't noticed that anybody pointed out the uh, connection, and I didn't have enough time to see whether we can claim that it's two shuvahs from the same case or not. But there's a case where someone drowned, and one of the Simonim, well, it was a few days, which is usually not so good, but they said they really recognized him. And what, what did they see? They saw a gumais befana, pockmarks on his face. The pockmarks where people remember that, that they had been. So, in the middle of this shuva, it says about these uh, marks. Quotes often you see in the shuvas of Agunas, the quotes in Yiddish from the Edom. Habechem der Kant betvias ayin. Der Kant, das is Chasni, the father-in-law was saying, I recognize this is my son-in-law. So he quotes it's the shuva of the Beis Yosef. The Beis Yosef says the shuva of the Beis Yosef says gumes befanov. Machmas, and you have to know how to pronounce this because it's a foreign word, but the pronunciation is Havirguelas. Virguelas is an archaic way of saying in Spanish the word for variola for smallpox is viruelas, and you look it up, you'll find that a mole was virguelas. So if he has Gumas Mufano because of Virguelas, Shazas Simon Muvik, the Bisayasaf says. Only one of a thousand has serious marks on their face. Whoever is writing this verse, of course, even without being familiar with the word necessarily in Spanish, this is clearly talking about smallpox, and they're calling it a simon movement. So the the, the Shiva says, You can't say that in these countries. You can't say, Maybe in Tegarma, I don't know if that's, we have to check that, but wasn't so widespread in Turkey. But there it's Achim Me'alef. So even though it's not Shekir Kokach that you have these strong pockmarks, it says, but you can't call it a Simen Movik. Everyone gets smallpox. And Kolzeh, he says, we can call it a Simen Benini. Why? 
כל שכן לפי הנוהג במדינס אלו, מכמה שנים, יש לי משלשם בארבעים שנה, it's already 30 or 40 years, להמית קופק ולילדים, we give the kids uh, cowpox, זה בזוי, kids are not suffering from smallpox as much as they used to anymore, so now the, uh, the, 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 how common it is has, has decreased, it's gone down. So Bazai, it should be counted as a simon bainani, you have different levels of simonim and aguna, this is a simon bainani, and then if they can say, that's for the mark b'chlan, if you can say it's b'oisimakim, then maybe it's taka, a simon movek, if you search, you'll, uh, you'll find more svarim along, and more in some along these lines. Chalaifen, like I said, you can come to your own conclusion, someone just pointed out to me today that uh, the Kvar Chabad this week printed that there's uh, documents from uh, Rebbe Hashab and the Fidik Rebbe's travels, where in the documents it says, vaccinated for smallpox. That was the, the document they needed to present in their travels. So also just, uh, you know, anyway, I want to bless eventually all the Mark Simoteva, we should have to to Yar, we shouldn't have to know from doctors. Amen. Thank you.